1: Fantastic, fearless, flightless, and featherless fact fanatics. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 138. And of course, I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your pleasing, playful plushies who take pleasure in plots plus plaid.
2: Woo. I'm Colin. And I'm Chris. No, not, no Dana this week. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, big news for Dana, even though she's not here. Oh, yeah. And that's pro- this is the reason why she's not here, because right. she's out celebrating for a company holiday party. Uh, her new game just launched, Peggle Blast, available in the App Store. Yeah. She is the game designer on it, and I know you guys have been playing it.
0: We have. We were uh, commiserating over some of the more difficult <laughs> levels earlier. <laughs> it's- is it fun? It is fun. If you like Peggle, it's it's fun. It's fun, and it looks really great.
1: Awesome. So I have a listener email here and a couple of episodes ago talked about porta potties. My burning question is what did they do with the blue liquid filled <laughs> oh, where with poop it go? and peep? Where does it go? Oh, okay. And what do they do with it? Yeah. I was hoping maybe they'd do something and then they can invent like a new type of plastic or mm. I don't know, something cool. Um So we got an email from Nikki and Nikki says, Hello, brains. I couldn't help giggling about your question of what happens to all the poo during the saltpeter discussion. <laughs> I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and and there's a crappy town, no pun intended here with a waste processing plant everyone jokes about. We call it the Dundalk golden eggs because of the giant golden domes they have covering the incinerators. It's kind of like – it's almost like two gold boobs. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like I sure. looked at a picture. Sure. Like or yeah. golden eggs. Okay. But mm-hmm. there are
2: two of them. So all right. But there's all two right. of them, so really it looks like boobs. Yeah, boobs. Do they have tiny spires at the top? Or, no, oh okay. That would be all funny. Right. That would be great.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Nikki says, according to the older folks – the eggs weren't always there, and certain areas on certain days of the week were covered in a yellow dusting, eee. a sort of fecal fallout coating Ugh. the town, and people would schedule their laundry and hairdressing appointments according to the wind reports from the plant.
2: Wow. And she says,
0: gross, exclamation point. Move.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That'd just
0: be just a low-level horror. Yep. Yeah.
1: So I guess they burn it.
0: Okay. You it's know. yeah. I mean, I it's, it's alrighty. Then they got to yeah. dispose of it somehow. That's right. All yeah, right. Well, thanks.
2: Okay. Well, thank, well, thank, thank you, you Nikki. Nikki. Great. Hey, thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our first general trivia segment: pop quiz, hot shot. Boy versus boy. Sorry, man
0: Ooh. versus man. Oh, you know. Yeah. Where are you going to find two men?
1: <laughs> um. Here we go. I have a random Trivial Pursuit card, and you and you guys have your Morning Zoo radio buzzers. Here we go. Blue wedge for geography. What is the more common name for the United States bullion depository?
0: Oh, uh, is Colin. that Colin? Is that Fort Knox?
1: Yes. If you were to guess how many tons of gold?
0: Oh, oh man. Hundred, hundred, high hundreds, 800 Eight, tons, 8, tons of gold. I have no idea.
1: 4,000 oh. tons of gold. That's oh, a lot man. of gold. Man. Yeah, it's a lot of gold. Man. All right. Pink wedge for pop culture. Who plays the guitar solo? In Michael Jackson's Beat It.
2: <laughs> oh, you guys both know this? Uh, Eddie Vedder.
0: Uh, no. no. Uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen.
2: Eddie Van Halen.
0: I knew what you man. I knew yeah, what you yeah, meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie no. Vedder was like young. He would have been, been, been young. Kid, he would have yeah. been yeah, young. He would have yes. been young. <laughs> yes, yeah. That All was right. so – man, that's so 80s right there. Eddie, Eddie Van Halen playing the guitar solo to Beat It. Beat It. it. That's yes. yeah. Michael Jackson. That's the most yeah. 80s, yeah.
1: All right, Yellow Wedge. Who won the popular vote for the U.S. presidency in 2000 by more than half a million voters? <laughs> oh, gee.
2: Uh, Al Gore.
1: Correct.
0: And- Twisting
2: the knife on those people, <laughs> I guess.
0: Uh, I think they're still counting. <laughs> there's a, and,
2: and there's a <laughs> note Still some here. hanging chads that are uh, going <laughs> to rectify.
0: There's a note here that says,
1: could still win George W. Bush won the electoral vote mm-hmm. in presidency. That's yes. right. It's like, thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. Purple Wedge, what is the title of Tony Kushner's two-part play about the AIDS crisis?
2: Oh, This is Angels in America. Correct. Mm.
1: Very good. Very cultured. Yeah. All right. Uh, green Wedge for science. What part of the body does a podiatrist specialize <laughs> in? <laughs> Everybody. The feet. Feetsies. that Well, it says foot here, but oh, my God. Okay, last question. Oh. Uh, this is a sports question that... Y'all can get it. Okay. Okay. Orange wedge.
2: Wait, let me see if I can get it first. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. The
1: 1988 Calgary Olympic Games saw the debut of a bobsled team from what <laughs> s- snowless country?
2: Well, Jamaica.
1: Jamaica. All right. Okay. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Cool runnings. All right. Good job, brains. And let's get into our show. This week's topic is uh is pretty exciting. Near um, near
2: and dear to our hearts, I think. Is that's it? right. That's right.
1: Today's show is about magic.
2: Yes.
1: And illusions we, and we, tricks. When and we
2: did our Las Vegas shows, you know, we went to see Penn & Teller all of us. Yeah, did a good job brain and loved it. I think I just mentioned Penn & Teller on a few episodes ago right
1: about so. uh Kevlar.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all magic nerds here. Yeah, I think yeah. there
1: is a um definitely some sort of design or engineering involved and, and, and then kind of sleight of hand tricks. Yep. And you're, yep. and you know, as a consumer, as an audience, you're kind of like trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, at least our personality is just like, how do they do? all well, maybe this and this yep. and this. So hocus pocus on with the showcase.
0: Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? Magic, if the music is good.
2: I wanted, you know, like a lot of nerdy kids, I did magic when oh, I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. You know, oh, me go too. Go and buy, you know, whenever we'd like go on vacation, we go to some tourist trap. I always wanted to spend like the entire time in the magic shop. Me too. All buying all the magic tricks and stuff like that. Yeah. I used to be that guy who would like, you know, carry around magic tricks Super things, cool. things of that nature. I know, you know, it was an icebreaker, but, uh, I was trying to think like, oh man, can I do, is there a magic trick that I can do purely through the magic of audio Oh. So if you guys could leave the room, I'll I'll do it for our listeners and then I'll do it to you. All right. Okay. Okay. I like okay. it. Okay. Okay. Okay, good job brain audience. It's just you and me. I'm just going to ask you guys some questions and I want you to just uh, if you're alone, shout it out. If you're not alone, just feel free to hold it in your head and you can compare answers with the people that you're uh, carpooling with and just think of the first thing that comes to mind after you hear these questions. Okay, ready? Here we go. Think of a color and think of a tool. Are you thinking of a red hammer? If you're like most people, right now you're thinking of a red hammer. For this one, I want you to audibly, if you can, if you're in a place where you won't be embarrassed, just go ahead and answer my questions as I'm asking them out loud, okay? Great. What's five plus one? What's four plus two? What's three plus three? What's two plus four? What's one plus five? Say the word six, ten times fast. Quick, tell me the name of a vegetable. Was it a carrot? Now, let's invite Karen and Colin back into the studio, and we'll see how they do, and then I'll explain to you how this trick was done. Uh, Okay, everybody, so we brought Colin and Karen back in, so let's see how they like this trick. All right, so... Karen, I'm gonna start with you. I've got one for each of you guys. Okay. So Karen, I'm gonna start with you. I want you to very quickly answer my questions. Okay. okay. So I'm like, I'm gonna, um, I want you to think of a color and a tool. Got it? Okay. Okay um i'm giving you a piece of paper just hold on to this piece of paper that i wrote down before the show colin um i'm gonna ask you some questions just like i asked karen uh some questions okay okay? so and then you're going to answer them just as as soon as you can okay just just quick okay ready here we go what is one plus five six what is two plus four six what is three plus three six what is four plus two six what is five plus one Six. I want you to say the number six ten times fast. Six, 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 six. Okay, quick. Tell me the name of a vegetable. Carrot. Okay, great. So I want you to take this (laughs) piece of paper and hold on to that. So, Karen, uh, first of all, can you tell me what the uh, color and tool that you thought of were?
1: Yellow Uh and axe.
2: A yellow axe. Okay, great. And, uh, Colin, you had said carrot. So, Colin, why don't you go ahead and open up this, this piece of paper that I wrote down earlier before the show, and you'll find that written on this piece of paper is carrot oh it says carrot <laughs> i opened it up and it says carrot and uh karen why don't you go ahead and open up your piece of paper right now and let's see what's written there Oh, what's written down there? Red hammer. Right. So this worked with Colin. It didn't so much work with you. Now the way that this actually works is there's there's, so there's stuff about the repeating. Well, no. Okay. Um, so here's the it thing. It worked on me. What happened? <laughs> no. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, the the repeating of the the number six. Um, some people say that it has some effect that it makes you think of carrots because you think of carrot sticks. Huh. I don't actually think that that's the case. Ninety percent of people, if you kind of clear their mind and then jump on them and say, quick, think of a vegetable, 90% of the time they'll say carrot. Really? Um, then usually they'll say broccoli. Now, if you really want to go crazy with this trick, you can write down carrot on one piece of paper yeah. and put it in your right-hand pocket, write down broccoli on another piece of paper and put it in your left-hand pocket, write down uh, celery, which is another one that they say oh, all the I time, said celery. and put it in your back pocket, and then you just sort of pull it out of your pocket and give it to them out like, here, <laughs> why don't you read this? But most of the time, and especially if you don't even want to write something down, you can say... Think of a vegetable and then, like, okay, and be like, it's a carrot. And you'll really freak them out. Wow. Most of, like, 90 something percent of the time. You just play in the will odds. say carrot. I like those. 90% of the time, if you tell somebody, think of a color and a tool, they will think of a red hammer. So
0: when I, I was sitting silently, of course, yeah. thinking of a color tool as you're talking yeah. to Karen, and I thought of
2: orange hammer. You thought of an orange hammer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just the crazy thing about carrot, I guess, in the American English speaking world is that if you. It's fast. It it's like Prototypical it vegetable. It yeah. is, and you know, it's funny you say that because some people relate this back to prototype theory, as if we have Karen think of a piece of furniture. What are you thinking of? A chair? Love seat.
1: Oh, I was thinking seat. of a chair. See, I, I thought of a chair. You were thinking
2: of a chair. I thought of a chair. Th- this is dangerous to do with Karen because your brain works in different ways than the average human brain. Mm. You don't think of the, You don't think of the first thing. But if you, but the, with prototype theory, the idea is that like if you tell somebody think of a piece of furniture, they'll think of a chair. Think of a vegetable, they'll think of a carrot. Like, there's just something quintessential about certain items in certain groups that most of the time people will jump to those things. There's actually another trick that I can do. I can do it for you guys, the listeners, and you guys all at the same time. Ready? I want you to think of any number, uh, any single-digit number between 1 and 9. Just pick out an integer. Got it? Um, I want you to take that number and multiply it times 9. Okay. Did you have that yet? You multiplied the single-digit energy that you picked out times 9. Okay. Um, you're going to have probably, maybe not, a two-digit number. If you have a two-digit number, I want you to add uh, those two digits together. Okay. You've added those two digits together. Take that number, and uh, I want you to sub- subtract 5 from it. You got that in your heads? Okay. Um I want you to take that number and uh convert it to a letter. A is 1, 2 is B, C is 3, etc. You've converted it to a letter? Great. Think of a country fast that starts with that letter. Okay. Got a country? Yes. The last letter of that country, think of an animal that starts with that letter. Okay. Got one? Uh-huh. Okay, Great. The last letter of that animal, think of a fruit that starts with that letter. Uh-huh. Okay. You have that? Yep. Karen, you got that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Denmark, kangaroo, orange. Yep. Yep. Denmark kangaroo orange. Really? Denmark kangaroo orange. Yep. Yep. Um, I have. What do you have? Djibouti
1: iguana (laughs) apricot. This is why. Uh, Yeah, this is. Yeah, exactly. But but you got us all down
0: the same path. Like (laughs) we we had the same number converted, but yeah. Your brain just works differently. It
2: does. It really does. Yep. Yep. Denmark
0: kangaroo orange. Denmark kangaroo orange. Absolutely. Carrie
2: knows her countries for sure. Yep.
1: You got me when it says, when you said times nine.
2: We've and had a whole segment about on, that, yeah, on exactly. digital sum. And this is a wonderful way, if people don't know, that if you multiply a number times nine and then add the digits, you will always come back to right. Nine. nine, right? right, right. Yeah. So
1: we're always down to four, You're we're always down, always to, down four.
2: to D.
0: Denmark, kangaroo, kangaroo orange. 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 Right. It's like the uh, sequel uh, yeah. to Zero Dark Thirty. And again, <laughs>
2: you know, the important thing with these things is, you know, people will remember if you get it right, and they'll forget it if you get it wrong. So, you know, just get it wrong a bunch of times, but, you know, you'll get get it right like 90 percent of the time oh, i yeah. love it i love yep. stuff like this
0: well you guys are consumers like i am i'm sure you have noticed i think yeah on occasion uh there are a good many products that incorporate the word magic into their name oh. yeah because they either make your life easier or do something that seems you know miraculous or magic so i have a quiz for you about products Every answer will have the word magic somewhere in this product name, okay. all right? These are these are brand name trade name products, not right. generic. <laughs> uh, get your buzzers ready. Invented in 1953, this product originally consisted of a glass tube filled with ink and a felt wicking tip.
2: Oh. Chris. The Magic Marker. That is yeah. the
0: Magic Marker. Okay. Yeah. Which uh you know, if you ask no, most right. people they would say it's like a genericized these days, yeah. you know, it, like, you know, Xerox or something like a... that. Uh it is a trademark. There was a trademark, the original, yes, hmm. Magic Marker brand. Hmm. They're not made of oh, glass man, anymore cuz you don't want to give a glass tube to children. Why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Introduced in 2007. This small electronic device allowed you to place internet-based telephone calls, hawked frequently on infomercials. It was to replace your traditional phone jack... Chris, Magic Jack, Magic Jack, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, just led you right up to that one. Yeah, it you best... really did. Yes, Magic Jack. Uh... Hold my hand. Yeah. <laughs> what does it do? It's basically like like internet phone calls, you know, okay. via, VoIP. But it was okay. just it was sold in a very simplified. It was like internet phone no calls tech. for the masses. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep yep. 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 Another infomercial staple in the 2000s. This is a personal size blender. Karen. Magic Bullet. That is the Magic Bullet Party Blender with various attachments and such. Yeah.
1: I was reading some article that that specific infomercial for the original Magic Bullet was kind of the first time that they staged the infomercial as a party, as like an actual storyline. It's, it's the morning after a big party. A bunch of friends in a vacation house. So they're all kind of waking up and congregating <laughs> around the bar by the kitchen. For sort of the like, island. Yeah. What's for breakfast? Oh, I can make you a smoothie. Oh, yeah, oh man, I'm hung not hungover, but like, oh the last time. they, ne- they never said yeah. it. they're like, oh last time. So it, it's it's really fascinating because the other infomercial is always a guy hawking in front of an audience. That's so right, 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 like, right, right. You know,
2: That's really funny. Yeah,
1: and people at a party and everybody yeah. knew friends and names. It's yeah, it's a very
2: interesting <laughs> premise. It was a turning or, or point. The, yeah, or the infomercials that are like it's it pretends to be a show. Yeah, like welcome to amazing discovery. Yeah, I'm as if so you just case so. like flip through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like infomercials. Me too. I'm just going
0: to say. That I do too. I yeah. I agree. I agree. And I, you know, I feel like just as a as an infomercial aside, I feel like the magic bullet that was one of those like the the sort of the rare infomercial product that really works exactly the way you think it's yeah. going to work. You yeah. know, it's mm-hmm. it's small. It makes margaritas. Does what it says. Yeah. As a child, you may have found sage advice from Mm. this popular toy. Karen.
1: Magic eight ball.
0: It is the magic eight ball. Uh, for a bonus point here, how many answers were there? How many possible answers? Uh They were, they were, of course, either, you know, generally affirmative, generally negative, or in the reply hazy try again family.
2: I think Uh, that there's six. Eight.
0: There are twenty oh, get so, out.
2: Oh, it's a D twenty. It's a D twenty.
0: It's a D twenty oh,
1: on the that's inside a lot. there.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of answers. It is a lot. There are uh ten positive answers, five hazy answers, and five negative. Huh. So it it generally gives out positive uh
2: answers. Oh. So hopefully you're asking positive questions. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we always learned as Does kids, he like me? just rephrase yeah. the question, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're not getting what yeah, you want, yeah. just Does phrase it. Does he hate it. me? Yeah. Right.
2: No. <laughs> Does he not, 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 not <laughs> like me?
0: This household cleaning product is made primarily from a substance known as melamine
2: foam. Chris, which is Mister Clean Magic Eraser. That
0: is correct. And, yeah. and Props for the full name there. Oh, I was just looking you, for a Magic Eraser, much. but you yeah. know your
2: cleaning products. Oh man, Mister Clean Magic Eraser is it's the magical. It's the best. It is amazing. For everything. What yep. What do you do? Like, what is it? It's just this really finely. It's almost like sandpaper. Like it's super, super, super fine grained foam that will take the rust off your car bumper. I mean, it's it's really, like, I use it... I actually use it for, like, if I have a sticker on a Nintendo game or something and there's residue, I just rub a little magic eraser and it, it pulls it right up. It's great for, like... Um, you know, like stainless steel surfaces with food stuck ah. to them, it takes it right off. It, it's great. It is like magic. Like I, I, I don't, I'm it not is. too
0: effusive in my praise of a lot of products, but the first time I used it, I was like, "Holy crap! This is <laughs> this is incredible." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Chris has it exactly right. It's it's a foam, um, but it's extremely extremely microporous, mm. and it basically just works like sandpaper, but because it's flexible, it can get into all the little nooks and crannies. Right. It's really good. Yeah, for like waxy gummy stuff. A uh, grease in the kitchen—it's great. Yep. Yeah. This dessert product, marketed by Smuckers, allows you to add an instant hard chocolate coating to your ice cream.
1: I don't know the full name.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, is it, is, it, is, it, is it
0: Magic mm- Shell? Yes. Oh, Magic Shell. Oh, sorry. I
1: was sorry. literally He's, about to say yeah. that. And he jumped right on. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking. About it. <laughs>
0: Chris, yes, correct, and Karen, correct, <laughs> magic shell, magic shell. I, I believe you, yes, uh, that's right, uh, and it, in, again, like as a kid, seems like magic, comes out liquid, put it on the ice cream, two seconds later, it's hard, uh, invented in Australia, <laughs>
2: I guess you said juvenile. Uh.
0: as a kid, it really does seem like magic, it just goes from liquid to hard coating, Boom.
2: This is Ben Colin for Viagra. <laughs> uh,
0: I discovered this was invented in Australia. So oh. shout out to our Australian ice cream chocolate lovers, where it's sold as Ice Magic.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: Oh.
0: All right. And finally, this item common to many homes and offices is known by its trademark green and yellow tartan packaging. And you may need oh. to think about this one. Scotch Chris. magic
2: tape. Correct. Oh. Scotch
0: magic, magic tape. tape. Right. Which was sort of their, their original. Famous magic tape. They have like the right. fully transparent. The magic one is the one that's kind of like hazy,
2: translucent. Yeah, yeah. translucent, yes.
0: not fully transparent. It do, but it
2: doesn't it doesn't like reflect a glare back at you. Basically, like it kind of if you use it on paper, it kind of disappears. In that's
0: exactly how they sell that's it. Yep, the magic. Yep, exactly. It disappears on paper, yep. so it's yep. great for gift wrapping, etc. Yep. All right. Well, you guys oh, are. I'm uh,
1: gonna piggyback on the oh, quiz. Oh, all right. Because whoa, whoa, whoa. I have you have products and I have uh pop culture things. Uh, I don't have that many questions. It's more like lightning rounds. All right. So I figured we can kind of combine both. You got quizzes. a quiz
0: in my quiz. quiz. Yeah.
1: Um and we actually didn't have any overlap at all. Excellent. Hmm. So here I have a quick lightning round um about pop culture stuff, names that have the word magic in them. All right. And I will I will give you a description. Here we go. One of the six parks at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Chris.
2: Magic Kingdom. Correct. All right.
1: A Jimi Hendrix experience song that's really about a club near Seattle. Uh,
0: uh, oh, uh oh no. Uh, Night
2: um, magic. 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 Uh,
1: Clue. It's in Guitar Hero One.
2: Uh, uh, not sure. I yeah, know
0: my Jimi Hendrix thought I did. No.
1: Spanish Castle Magic. Oh. All right. Okay. A mega popular game published by Wizards of the Coast. <laughs>
2: Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. Correct. Magic the Gathering.
1: <laughs> Film that stars Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock as a pair of sister witches.
2: Oh. oh practical Magic. Correct. Oh, wow. Featuring uh, Stevie Nicks on the soundtrack. Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course.
1: Okay. Other names in the works uh, when deciding the name of this organization include Heat, Tropics,
0: and Juice. Oh. Uh, is it the Orlando Magic? Correct. Professional basketball club. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, heat. Well, I guess Heat is taken, but they
0: did go on to use Heat for the Miami Heat.
1: Yep. And Tropics and Juice. I'm hmm. very happy the it's juice. not Orlando
2: Juice. <laughs>
1: or- yeah. I-, I figure because of oranges, not because of
0: steroids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I. What about
2: the Orlando Hot Juice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, There's Logan. Don't get best. any hot juice on you. <laughs> That's my
2: basketball team. <laughs>
1: All right, book series that featured Ms. Valerie Frizzle.
2: Mm. Oh, um, yes, the Magic School Bus. Yes, oh, correct, yes. the Magic I, School. Bus. I didn't bus. know that one.
1: You didn't grow up with that.
0: I don't know. I am know I am, am I too old? Time, oh, I know. oh, oh, really? Yeah.
1: I grew up with it. Huh? Yeah. It's this is awesome. why.
2: This is why your brain works differently. It's like Karen.
1: it's like science nerd. Oh, yeah, you'll yeah, love yeah. It.
2: They, they like they shrink the school bus and then they go inside of somebody's body oh
0: okay i think i have seen that like as an adult i think maybe i've seen right 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 all right right.
1: contrary to popular belief this song is not about marijuana uh
0: (laughs) wait no i don't know uh, um
2: magic Uh, do you believe in magic Magical Mystery Tour,
1: Puff the Magic Dragon, oh, oh, Puff the Magic Dragon. Of course,
2: it's not about this mar- Popular belief, <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs>
1: it is. People
2: always popular, like, yes, you know.
0: That's well, what I was. Uh, that's what I was. That, that
2: song told. is always about. Yeah,
0: that's that was, why, that's And like, like, like I always thought, like, like but in the the sky who, diamonds what, about a
2: kid like. who likes to smoke marijuana, <laughs> and then when he becomes an adult, <laughs> he gives it up.
0: Well, the other, the other sort of the evidence doesn't make sense. Yeah, You're right. Well, I remember talking about like Jackie Paper was like for for, like joint paper. Yeah, this is what I was told. (laughs) J paper, Paper. right? (laughs) Oh
1: man! All right, Uh, last one. (laughs) Uh, This runaway hit TV show debuted in 2010. Hit show,
0: hit Hit show, show.
1: Probably a hit show we've never watched.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So, but we know it. Kids show, maybe. 2010,
1: huge pop culture, huge cultural
0: phenomenon, huge. Wow. Oh man, I think we're going to hate ourselves. What is it? What is it? My
1: little pony friendship is magic. Magic.
0: Yes, the word can appear at the end. (laughs) 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 I I get hung up on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good job. All right. Thank you for letting me merge merge the quiz. Nice. That was good. That's good. Seamless. All right, let's take a quick break a word from our sponsor. Traffic
0: jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, oh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban 2 out of every 3 vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
1: Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures.
2: You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia. Good Job Brain. Here's a little bit of biographical information about Chris Kohler for when they write the (laughs) definitive biography of the man, the myth, the legend. When I was in, let's say the, I think it was the 8th grade, the 7th grade or the 8th grade. When I was in the 8th grade. No, I have to get this right or else the biography will be. All right, all right, terrible. I believe that when I was in the 7th grade. There was the 7th grade Wax Museum. I don't know if you guys have ever done this or if this is a thing. Probably some listeners are like, I know what this is. is I have no idea what you're talking about. Stupidest (laughs) thing that schools will do. They make you... Now, this part is not stupid. They make you learn about a historical figure. Okay. Um, Dress up in costume as that historical figure getting stupider. Okay. And then you put on a quote-unquote wax museum. In the evening, and you have your little presentation that you've written out, and you cosplaying as this person. (laughs) That sounds cool! But you have to stand still as if you were a statue. ...of the person in a wax museum. Can you talk? You cannot talk. You're not supposed to talk or move or I've anything. I've
0: never heard of this being done in this school.
2: Is ridiculous. <laughs> makes no sense. When you're 13 years sense. old. It is, it is some type Abraham Lincoln's revenge plot. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense at all. You could at least let the kids sit there and talk. But no, you have to stand stock still and they parade... Littler kids buy you to read about the historical figure that you're. Oh, that
0: you're so about. it's not even like, like parents for a, ta- like a. It's parents okay. and, and younger kids
2: <laughs> and it is. A ridiculous. You're like, oh, why did I choose a figure who wears a tweed suit? This is terrible. Why am I Mary Lou Retton? (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) shaved my bikini zone for this. (laughs) Right, right, right. So I obviously was Stevie Nicks. No, I was. uh, I went as Harry Houdini. Oh, Oh, nice. Great magician and escape artist. Yeah, I had a. um, We brought an old trunk, and I had some fake handcuffs and chains and things of that nature. Yeah, it was cool. You know. So Harry Houdini, much like like Einstein, you know, was one of those people whose name is is like a general noun. You oh, know, yeah. it has become synonymous oh, yeah. with. In this case, I mean, magic, but really escapism. You know, uh, escape artistry. Um, he he was uh, born. Anybody remember Houdini's? Name. It was
0: Eric. Yes. Wow. Uh, I, I was also a big Houdini nerd as a kid, but oh, it was like Eric, uh, I, I can't remember. Was, I can't. Eric
2: Weiss mm. was his name, Eric Weiss, and he was uh, born in what country? Hungary. Germany. He was born in Hungary. He was uh. born in Budapest. He was Hungarian, uh, lived from 1874 to 1926, um, and was, you know, world famous, right? World famous. Besides doing the amazing, like, escapes and, you know, escaping out of handcuffs and straight jackets and coffins at the bottom of a swimming pool and all that kind of stuff that he was famous for, um, Houdini, in in his uh, later years, um, was a uh, prominent skeptic, mythbuster, buster, uh, if you will. Yeah. Um the, the early 1900s were mysticism, uh, spiritualism, the, uh, uh, the, the idea that you could communicate with the dead and that seances yeah. uh, that were, were real Mediums. This was big. Like there, it had some very, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, who wrote the um the Sherlock Holmes? (laughs) I I wanted to say James Bond for some reason. (laughs) Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He's the original James Bond. Yeah, Yeah, he he wrote the Sherlock Holmes stories. Um, was big into this. Absolutely believed that Mm. seances were Real? real and that you could that it was it was it was the dead were talking and. And that, and that you'd have a seance and you'd hear rattling or a piece of furniture would break. And that was the dead was doing, you know, he wrote tons of books about this. You know, he was really into it. Um, and, uh, he was actually friends, good friends with Harry Houdini. Wow. Yeah. And so started kind of taking him along. Oh, you got to go to the same. You got to check this, this out. Check it out. Um, and just tons and tons of people. I mean, there were magicians, but then there were people who claimed that they had supernatural powers and that they claimed that they were psychic and that they could conjure up spirits. And y- y- this era, there wasn't a whole lot of technology to like prove that right. they yeah. were wrong and right. catch them in the act. So a lot of people got away with it for their whole lives. Scamming of people. Essentially. Yeah. Scamming people thinking that they were talking to the dead and scientists at the time just had a difficult time trying to figure out well how do we prove definitive yeah. Um, yeah how do you prove a negative <laughs> right I, i'm gonna read to you i love doing this uh i'm reading to you from a new york times story from july 22nd 1924 marjorie passes all psychic tests that is the headline <laughs> scientists find no trickery In score of seances with Boston Medium. Uh, From the story, in further sessions with Marjorie, the private and uncommercial Boston Medium, many scientific men have been unable to find the slightest evidence of fraud in her manifestations, which include the spontaneous appearance of a great variety of lights, the apparent passing of a window pole, Through the arms and legs of the investigators, the wrecking of cabinets by unseen hands, the playing of invisible ukuleles. <laughs> wow, people were kind of dumb. Were kind they, of were like, they, they, they were they naive. They were naive. They wanted to. Well, believe. I mean, you know, again, if there's no, how do you disprove? You know that these, you know, how to prove they're not happening. Additionally, Marjorie, uh, whose uh, real name was Mina Crandon, she would use, as a lot of mediums did in these seances, she'd use ectoplasm. Oh, I'm like Slimer, like Slimer yeah, in the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Always slimed me. Like she would summon ectoplasm, which was probably. Cow intestines. <laughs> yeah. that she oh got God, from the really? butcher. Yeah. Or like the ectoplasmic hand of her dead brother Walter would appear. And apparently this was like sewn together from like oh, liver and God. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Entrails. Um, so. Scientific American magazine offered a prize to anyone who could demonstrate under, you know, strict supervision and scientific controlled, uh, mm. you know, conditions um that they had supernatural abilities. And uh, in 1924, this Marjorie Mina Crandon, very famous for her, you know, supposed abilities, was one of the women who was tested. So one of the people on the committee was Harry Houdini. Uh, and, again, he'd been going to seances with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and uh, he came away less than impressed. Because yeah. Houdini mm-hmm. was a magician. Like, he knew about scamming Illusions people, and, right? Yeah. He's he's just conditioned to think about that. Yeah. Like, right. He, he sees a trick and tries to deconstruct Break it. it. Yeah. yeah. So he's thinking all of these supposedly unexplainable things can be totally explained. Like, I can find ways that these people are doing these things that can be explained rationally. Uh, One day in 1924, Houdini picks up the latest issue of Scientific American, and he is surprised to find that its it's editors had written a fairly positive, fairly credulous profile of Marjorie. And he was like, whoa, 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 Whoa. (laughs) writes to them, and he's like, hey, I'm on your committee here. Why are you writing this article? I think this woman is a fraud like all the others. Like, um, And he goes into the offices of Scientific American, and he speaks to the The editor who wrote the piece, the associate editor who wrote the piece on Marjorie, Houdini's recollection of what this guy said was, (laughs) why, yes, she's genuine. She does resort to trickery at times, but I believe she's fifty or sixty percent genuine.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty what? pretty high standard
1: <sighs> there. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love the fact that like he just marches into the offices yeah, and yeah, like, well, let well, me speak to the man. He who had an, wrote he had this an appointment. Yeah, he, knew, okay. he knew
2: these guys, okay. but you know yeah, he
1: yeah. is Harry
0: Houdini. I right, mean, right, right, yeah. right. I'm sure they had an
2: <laughs> elegant lunch, and so Houdini. <laughs> goes, he, he, he goes with the Scientific American editors to Boston, to, uh, Marjorie's home. So in preparation for the seance, so the way that the, the seance works is that people are sitting on either side of the medium and she will like cross her leg with your leg mm. and then cross her other leg with the person sitting on her other side. Everybody's holding hands in a circle, but it's to prove that she's not using her hands. And that she's not using her, her feet. feet. Right. Ostensibly. All, <laughs> ostensibly. Well, again, the idea would be, you know, it, it's it's misdirection. It's it's like, oh, well, I'm holding her hands and I'm touching her feet, so she's clearly not using them. Mm. But, you know, in cases, in certain cases she was. In certain cases she could just use her head or her neck and just set up things within the room that can be easily accessed. Also, the lights are off. Yeah. You know, so So Houdini says that he tied a really tight bandage under his knees... Okay. And the idea of this was to make his leg painful and throbbing and sensitive because it was cutting off the circulation, (laughs) so that if he, so that if Marjorie made any movement, he would feel it. Wow. (laughs) Exquisitely. the Pins and needles. Wow. Yep. (laughs) So yeah, after doing this séance, Houdini was like, "I figured out how she's done everything. You know, she's throwing things across the room, but she can just do it with her head. You know what I mean? Like putting on her head and Mm. you know moving her neck around to throw it and." And he went kind of back to Scientific American. He's like, okay, well, let's denounce her. Let's, you know, here's all the things that she did. But, of course, again, there's no videotape running, so the lights are all off. Scientific American never, Aww. like, ran a story at that time saying she is a, a fake. The, the closest they got was a, well, who can say? <laughs> so Houdini wrote his own pamphlet. Oh, um and, yeah. and this is where I get most of this information and he drew illustrations of how she did everything or how he imagined that she did everything. This cost him his friendship with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, oh. who, according to one source that I read, apparently to his dying day, believed that, A, spiritualism, you know, commu- still super real. Houdini was, in fact, a master psychic who was just trying to ruin all the other oh. psychics so that he could be the best psychic what of all. What a great
0: justification.
2: right. Uh, Houdini died not very long after that in, uh, 1926, uh, of, uh, sepsis, uh, uh toxicity from a ruptured appendix. Because he got sucker punched, right? He did get sucker punched. Not, nobody's entirely sure if that definitely ruptured his oh, appendix okay. or not. Like, your appendix, you know, you get appendicitis without getting punched in the true. stomach. But it could have, it true. could have. true what was interesting about this story is that Houdini seemed like he at least allowed a little part of himself to believe that maybe there was life after death, that maybe there was a way to communicate with the living because he worked out with his wife, Bess, a secret code <gasps> that only the two of them were supposed to know about such that if she ever received that secret code, somehow she would know that it had to come from, from him. him. Um The code was, Uh, Rosabelle Believe was the secret code of Rosabelle was his nickname for her. And yeah, Rosabelle Believe. At one point, years after his death, she said and signed a statement to the effect that she had in fact received this message from him. But later she said that it was actually faked by a mutual friend of theirs Mm. who had figured out what the, what the code was somehow. that's just love. That's love. Some yeah. friend. So, but Bess uh, held seances for Houdini every year on, on Halloween. He died on Halloween, October 31, really? 1926. Whoa. Yep. Uh. She held seances for him for 10 years after his death. You know, just see if he would communicate with her. Never did. Um, and Houdini... Fans, admirers, every year since then uh, on on Halloween hold an official Houdini oh. seance. Not really Ostensibly, to talk to him, but just to yeah, celebrate. it's sort of the meeting of the Houdini fan club, yeah. and you know, an excuse to get together and drink. But they have you know they have a Houdini seance, like just to see if he comes back. Um, there's apparently there was left uh, a pair of handcuffs by Houdini where he said. I'm the only one who knows how to open these. (laughs) So if I can open them from the afterlife, I will. (laughs) So the official Houdini seance, they have this pair of handcuffs that they they put on the table. That is cool. So far, still closed. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. You can spend less time staying in the
0: know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All right, I want you guys to play along with me here and just very quickly without too much thought. If I <laughs> right, asked you to yeah. name some magic words, Ooh. give me some magic words.
1: Abracadabra. Hocus yeah.
0: Pocus. Yeah, those are good. Those alakazam. Are uh-huh. Oh,
2: Alakazam. Uh-huh. Open Sesame. Uh
0: huh. Okay, all good ones. Open yep. Sesame,
2: Alakazam, Hocus Pocus, Abracadabra. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. boo great. All right. all right, all right. Great,
0: great. So <laughs> these <laughs> no, are no, all... Stop. No, please, just stop. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, to, st- 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 until you name one that I don't have uh, something prepared for. <laughs> yeah, these are all... Uh, Examples of magic words. Uh, I guess, let's see. Out of those, uh, Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo, probably the most recent of those, invented, of course, for Cinderella in 1950. Um but I, as a kid, again, I was, as you said, I was into magic as well, and I was really into the showmanship part of it. Like, I liked I liked putting on little tricks for my family, you know? And <laughs> it's so nerdy, it's I so know. Cute. But, like, the appeal was that, like, I, I have this secret that none of the grown-ups have. Right, you know, They probably right. saw through the tricks. They but probably they,
2: had one of the plastic magic sets from Toys R Us when they were growing up, yeah, too. Yeah, so. yes, <laughs> exactly. They humored me, at least. Yep, yep, um, yep. But I would
0: research some of the patter, and I had, like, a little ooh, wand, ooh, and yes. so I, you know, all the the presto and Shazam, hocus pocus. I knew all that stuff. <laughs> Never knew what any of the stuff really meant. I think most people don't really know what any of those words mean, what the origin is. Um, you guys heard Shazam? It's a magic word. You ever know that yeah. one? Do you know where that one goes back to? The Flash? I do. I think. Captain okay. Marvel. Yeah. 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 It is. It's Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That it 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 came with Captain Marvel. And it's hey.
1: it's it's an abbreviation. Oh, yeah, stood you're, for right. Something. you're right. I know. Like, so far
0: for, so let's back up for a little bit. Okay. Okay. So for right. listeners right. maybe who don't know, the the yeah. original Captain Marvel, so this is like back in 1939, not Marvel Comics Captain Marvel, sort of the way it worked in the story was our our hero young Billy Batson uh, uh, revealed to him was an ancient Egyptian wizard, uh, named Captain Marvel. And <laughs> when, when Billy would say the magic word, Shazam, he would transform into Captain Marvel, you know, go fight crime and then turn back into Billy Batson. But yeah, you're right, Karen. Shazam was said to be an acronym, essentially. They're like. Named after six of history's oh, great oh, heroes. Oh, great right. heroes. They were all men. Mm-hmm. You guys, is- you guys can guess some of them. I'm sure. So, S H A Z. Zeus is the Z. Yeah. Ares. Uh, Hercules. Hercules is the H. Mercury. Mercury is the M. Ares. No, not Ares. Uh, um, that S. Atlas and Achilles are Atlas the A's, and, Achilles. and Solomon, Solomon. Yes. yeah, Karen, there you go, oh. right, the idea being he would have- Sounds more
2: like a backronym to me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think you're right, I think you're right. Yeah, the idea being he'd have the wisdom of Solomon and, you know, right. whatever, you get right, it, right, you yeah, get yeah. it. Yep. Have powers combined. Mm-hmm. Right. So they stopped printing Captain Marvel in the 50s, the original company, partly under threat of a lawsuit from DC- DC alleging this is just a ripoff of Superman. Um oh. and so they shut down production. Oh, they did? DC eventually acquired the rights to Captain Marvel. Huh. Uh and then when they started it back up again, they ran for a while, they relaunched it just a couple years ago and just renamed the character Shazam. Partly to avoid <laughs> confusion with Marvel's Marvel, Captain yeah. Marvel. Yes. Yeah. They're Thank like, you yeah. know what? Let's just call him Shazam. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. This is a great one. Like uh, for me, because like this is like just sort of the the template for sort of fake Latin sounding. I mean, I think it echoes all the way through Harry Mm -hmm. Potter, even up to these days. There are a lot of stories about where this one comes from, but most sources, including the OED, trace it back to about the early 1600s. Oh, wow. And, uh, apparently, Hocus Pocus was, uh, a stage name for a performer of the time. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And specifically, he was a juggler. Like, the main part of his act was juggling and, you know, maybe some small stage magic, that kind of thing. Um, and within, you know, pretty short order, it got to the point that you could use it generically. So kind of the way that like we might call any clown Bozo, you know, like, oh, got check it. out Bozo over here. You might see a juggler be like, oh, look at Hocus Pocus running his tricks over here. <laughs> we do have records though, uh, from the sixteen hundreds of one very specific performer who called the King's Majesty's most excellent hocus pocus. Yeah. It sounds like a like a Westminster dog name. <laughs> well, so here's the interesting part to me anyway, is that it comes back to the stage patter. So, you know, he's doing some juggling, maybe some sleight of hand tricks up on stage, and the the accounts go that he would use the phrase hocus pocus tantus talantis vade celeriter jubeo it's fake. It's all fake Latin. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It sounds impressive. And, you know, most importantly, it would distract I'm, I'm you. I'm really impressed. Yeah, while he's yeah. talking and, you know, yeah. you're not looking right, at his hands. Right. What is he saying? What yeah. is he saying? Yep. And next thing you know, he's pulled off his trick. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot, a lot of alternative explanations for this one. Uh, some of these make me laugh. Uh, I read what some some people believe it came from a Norse magical figure called Aukus Bacchus. Hmm. Doesn't seem to be very well substantiated. Hmm. Um, There's one source cites it as a corruption of Hoc est corpus meum oh, from like Catholic liturgy. That you know? I think I've heard. What does that yeah. mean? So it's from the, from the, the Eucharist. This is my
2: body. This is my body. Yeah, That's right. Yeah.
0: Again, That's, there's yeah. only one writer seems to have ever thrown this out. The OED right. really traces it back to Jesus, Jesus jugglers would do a lot
2: of close up street magic. <laughs> yeah, just as a way of getting new followers. <laughs> you know? Follow
0: follow the loaves and the fish. Yeah, <laughs> which shell is it under? Um But it, it makes sense how it can go from a performer to magic to just sort of any magical phrase. All right, let's get to the meat of the matter here. Abracadabra. Ooh. We finally have a real magic word here, and by which I mean the closest thing to real magic, something that people practiced believing it was magic. All of the history we have about it points that it was used in a magical setting. Got okay, it. all right. Yeah, um, not made up. The etymology for this is really really disputed and probably will never be known. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the OED says their sources anything from Latin to Greek to Hebrew to Aramaic to on and on and on. We yeah. we just don't know. Um, what we do know is that it's very very old. There are records that the word abracadabra, just written just like that, go back to at least the fourth century. Oh, no way! Not yes. not the fourteenth right. century. The fourth. fourth. Century. century and no one knows why it was written like the, it lost to the mists of time yeah wow. you know the OED uh, they're on it they've got their best researchers they they just don't know as i say there are many explanations like oh it means you know it's the name of a devil in aramaic or it means away with the damage all kinds of stories no one yeah. really knows so one of the earliest references we have to it is that it seems to have been used like as a more like a charm or a spell like you would use the power of this word you know what oh, i mean like yeah. early Magic was a lot about words and especially writing certain words down. So this was against disease. Uh, one of the earliest references we have to it was in uh, a book. It was called Liber Medicinalis from eh, somewhere between the 200s and the 400s, written mm-hmm. somewhere in there. It has very specific directions in there. If you're suffering from malaria, oh,
1: okay. okay,
0: what you're supposed yeah. to do is take the word abracadabra and you write it – And I will show you an example here of how you're supposed to write this. So you you would write the word abracadabra on one line. And then (laughs) right below it, you would write centered abracadabra. You just take off the A. Okay. And then you keep taking off one abracadab. letter each line, then abracadab, abracadab. then abracada, all the way down until you get to just the letter A. Okay. So if you can imagine you have then, sort we, of then an... we
2: sacrifice a chicken, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, that's right. It's like a perfect triangle. It is.
0: It's a nice triangle, inverted triangle. It works with any word though. And it does work with any word, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it seems magical when you do this.
2: So the instructions This wait, is no, wait, no. This is the Konami code, I think, right? Up up D, D. No, no, look. A-B-A-B. Look,
1: it spells abracadabra in every, like, this way.
0: It spells it across the top and then across, yeah, from the bottom up across the right diagonal. Uh Yep. Yeah. yeah,
2: Works with every word. Power
0: of words. (laughs) 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 And what the author, Quintus Simonicus Serenus, instructs you to do is write this formation of abracadabra on an amulet and wear it. So you keep the power of the words Ooh. close to your body. You have to write that whole thing that on an amulet? That whole thing on an what amulet. A big
1: amulet. If well, you're... you know, I printed yeah.
0: it maybe a little bit larger. Yeah, than... maybe. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you find point right? This is yeah.
1: kind of cool, though. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. what if
1: I actually did wear jewelry that had all of this stuff? That
0: had on? that on there? I bet you could go on Etsy right yeah. now and find an abracadabra amulet. <laughs> I think Stevie Nicks has one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god is there one? Uh, there
1: is one <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you internet for not letting me right. down oh, there
1: oh it is. my god yep
0: so now so one of the things that i that is impressive about this is that it's kept its meaning for so so long right like right, it's right. spread across cultures uh, over the centuries uh the, the gnostics used it for a while they believed in the power of this word um, there are reports that uh, into into the 1600s during the the Great Plague of London mm-hmm. of people writing abracadabra on their doorways, as sort of to ward off the disease, you know, and keep it at bay. Yeah. So that's you know 1200 years at least, essentially, of the word being used in the same way. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of the occultists, mm-hmm. you know, sort of into the 1800s, 1900s, like Aleister Crowley, he really believed in the power of abracadabra. Hmm. He invented his own take on it. Which was abra hadabra with an oh. H. Um, well, story, J.K.
1: Rowling had a avra
0: avra codon- yeah, yeah. She has said that it was. I mean, it right, seems right, pretty right. clear on the face which of it. Is, yeah. Which I
2: think is hilarious because it's the, the only worst. It is spell the absolute in- worst, and the spell that kills people, right? And it's the only. It's the only thing in her sort of magical, you know, um, uh, world that she's kind of built out that references at all, like. Traditional, Modern day magic, yeah. what you think of? Yeah, mm. which is funny because yeah, the 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 implication being that when like little kids, you know little muggle children are running around with their top hats and their wands going abracadabra. Don't (laughs) realize that. They're using, like, the, yeah, the super kill spell.
0: (laughs) It says, yeah, it's it's like a time bomb waiting to go off. Yep. And then it seems that by, you know, 1800s, it was kind of settled into sort of the way we think of it now as a stagey kind of, you know, onstage, the magician, part of the pattern of the distraction. But what's beautiful is it, it sort of was cyclical. You know, the audience is, kind of come to expect it as a magic phrase the magicians like it so they'll use it as a magic phrase Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know there are still i'm sure people on etsy and other where using it to ward off disease but for the most part it is a stage magician's word at this point or young colin doing living room magic to an audience of uh very patient adults (laughs) to an audience of dad <laughs> audience um, of we, one audience, audience of so dad <laughs> yeah
1: and and your younger sister she <laughs> she had to, she's her assistant <laughs>
0: And then, just because you mentioned it, Chris, at the top, yeah. of course, Open Sesame. I did that. Uh, that comes. You might be able to remember where this one comes from. It comes from Alibaba Ali and the Forty Thieves. Oh yes, yeah. just come right from there. And you know, I had forgotten this part of the lore about Open Sesame is that in the story, you know, the the you have to have the exact right password to open up the cave where the thieves stash all the loot. You know, and you can get trapped inside if you don't know the right grain or the right. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. I knew it was Open something. What was <laughs> it?
2: Open poppy seed. Bagel. <laughs> open quinoa. Open everything bagel. <laughs> uh,
0: open uh, open garlic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and finally, uh, presto. Reason. Presto associated with magic. Uh, this one's not very super romantic, I guess. It it's Italian. It means soon. Kind of quickly. Oh, presto. presto. Voila. Quickly. And it, very it, right, perfect right. comparison. Like voila, you know, it sort of just made its way into English. It's just sort of, mm-hmm. and there you go. And no, it's, one, no one will ever know where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Except for the Italians. Mm-hmm. So please wield the power of abracadabra carefully. Uh, and if you're suffering from malaria, uh, good luck with that.
1: Yeah. All right, and that is our show about magic. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about Houdini's uh, bromance with Sir Arthur Corn (laughs) Corn Doyle. Magic words, magic products, and the origins of magical words. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Audible. And we'll see you guys next week.
0: Bye. Bye.